Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Seton Hall, who had as good a win as you could possibly have on Saturday, winning at Villanova, comes back to the pack a smidge, a little bit. It's a loaded Big East. Gonna happen. They lose at home to Creighton. This guy was there. We're now a month out from Selection Sunday, give or take. It can't get here soon enough. Our college hoops extraordinaire, the great Zach Brazil of the New York Post joins us. Zach, my boy, how was the wonderful Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey? Did you enjoy the game on Wednesday night, I mean, my friend? It was a fun game. I mean, look, Creighton's very good. The number 23 team in the country. Seton Hall wasn't at its best. You know, maybe they, you know, the flu was going around through the team a little bit, and, you know, they coming off such a high, winning a Villanova on the road for the first time in 26 years. And, you know, Creighton beat them. I mean, Creighton's a very good team. I mean, I, you know, I don't think people quite realize that, you know, this team, they now have five quad one road wins. This is probably going to be a four or five seed in the tournament. And, you know, Powell, Miles Powell wasn't at his best. He struggled shooting the ball. You know, I, it's not look, it's not a good loss. I wouldn't say a good loss, but it's not a bad loss. You lost to the top 25 team. Seton Hall still two up in the league, six games to go. I still think they're going to win the league. And, you know, they just got to bounce back on Saturday. Okay. Miles Powell, we know, is the straw that stirs the drink. We know he's one of the best players in all of college basketball, and he's been electrifying for Seton Hall. Come tournament time, Zach. Can they survive a game in which Miles Powell plays, you know, as poorly as he did, like we just saw here against Creighton? Does Seton Hall have enough, you think, within their roster to survive that sort of performance if indeed it happens come March? I mean, it, there are a few factors. First of all, does he happen in the first game when they're in a 3-14 game? Then, yeah, of course they can survive. Does it happen when they're in a 2-3 game? Then they're not going to survive. But to me, Powell has to also recognize when he's not on top of his game, he can't be taking heat check shots. He can't be, you know, going wildly through the lane. You know, I, he, my biggest knock on his game tonight wasn't that he didn't hit shots that's going to happen was that he forced the ball too much, especially late. And the, other, the big thing I've seen Hall as this year has gone on is they're not just big Miles Powell. They, they've gotten other guys who score the ball, whether it's Quincy Dick Knight, Sanju Mamu Kalashvili, Jared Roden. And he needed to play with the framework of the team in this game, and I thought he kind of forced it a little too. And also, I, I think it needs to be mentioned, you know, Mamu Kalashvili, who's really kind of rallying the form after missing two months with a broken wrist, was great against Nova, and he was real, you know, he only played 15 minutes, and he scored 13 points. He can stay out of foul trouble if he probably wins that game today. Okay, when it comes to what their seed expectation should be at this point, 
Zach, right now, if you were filling out a tournament bracket, what would you have seen Hall as the three seed? Yeah, I I think that's probably the, the, the direction they're headed. I think, you know, a lot of things would probably have to go right for them to be a two. And look, it's not just to me, it's not just about being a two or three. It's about being in the East. That's what they want. They want Albany and they want the Garden. And, you know, with what Duke has done and being 21 and a three, just beating Florida State, Duke's probably going to get the two in the East, barring, you know, some turnover with teams at the top. So if you're seeing the Hall, it's, it's not about, you know, I think they would like to be the three and play, take their chances with Duke in the Sweet 16 if they get there. So it's about them getting the East. And they're going to be in Albany if they win the Big East. That's to me, is, there's no doubt about that. But it's really that second week and getting to play at the Garden and not having to go out west or, or something like that. And yeah, I, I think they're probably, their sixth left schedule tough, but I think they'll probably go four and two. They'll probably win the league. And yeah, if I had to guess right now, I think they're a three seed. The question, of course, is are, what region will they be a three seed in? They're a three seed. They have to get to the second weekend, right? If they're not playing in the second 100%. weekend, this season's going to be viewed as a massive disappointment. Yeah. I mean, even if they win the league, which, would, you know, they haven't won the league since 93, I still think so. I mean, this year it's all about getting to the second weekend. Two years ago with that great senior class, they they lost in the second round. They kind of they did themselves no, you know, favors. They were a seventh seed. They they stubbed their toe in January, and that team really should have been a sweet 16 team. They should have been a four or five seed. And this team hasn't had that same problem. They've really taken care of business. You know, I don't. You can say you know losing at home to Xavier, losing on the crater, maybe games they shouldn't have won. But look, they've also won at Butler. They've won at Illinois. So they've won some really tough road games. But so they've put themselves in position now to really set themselves up for for a big tournament to at least get to the second weekend. So now it's about finishing. They got to finish strong here. They got Providence on Saturday up, up in Rhode Island. Then they have Butler at home. Then they have St. John's at home. They got to win at least two of these games. If they do that, they'll be in perfect shape to win this league. Zach Brazil of the New York Post. He joins us here on the fan as we move closer and closer to selection Sunday as you start to look at these college teams, especially locally. Big year for Seton Hall. Rutgers has been very up and down their last few games, Zach. At this point, I think they're in, but where are we talking? Are we looking nine seed? Are we looking 10 seed? Is Rutgers a team that could play themselves out of the tournament over these next couple weeks? Yeah, they absolutely can. Look, this is as great of a year as they've had. They're they're ahead of schedule. I think most people thought this was an NIT team, but they've won once away from their building, once. And that was against arguably the worst power conference team in the country, Nebraska. I'm not sure they're getting into the tournament if they only have one win away from the rack. You know, unless unless all of a sudden the selection committee decides, hey, let's play the tournament at the rack, I, which obviously is not going to happen. I'm not so sure here. Now, look, I thought tonight was the best chance for Rutgers to get a road win. It was Ohio State. They've been scuffed with. They didn't get it done. Rutgers didn't get it done. Now there's three road games left. They're at Wisconsin, at Penn State, and at Purdue. Three very tough places to play. They'll be decided underdogs in all three of those games. Now, if they sweep their home games, which does include Maryland, they'll probably get in. But to me, it's kind of tempting fate. You know what? The committee's going to look at that that resume and see no, basically no wins away from their building, and that's going to give some people pause. You know, I, you know what? I could I could see Rutgers going to date. I could see the committee saying, "Look, you have one win away from your building. Go prove you belong in the tournament. Go win in Dayton." 
win away, you know, get a win away for your Bills to get into the main draw. You know, if they can't win a road game here, I, I think they could be looking at Davis. Zach, let's be honest. That Big Ten tournament is going to be wild because you're going to have four or five teams that could be either in, out, right on the square of that bubble. Rutgers being right there. Purdue being right there. Minnesota being right there. We've seen it with the ACC tournament in the past. We've seen it with the Big East tournament in the past. I'd say more than any other league, the tournament as far as postseason goes with the major conferences that's going to decide, you know, the most tournament fates, it's got to be the Big Ten this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, and the thing about the Big Ten this year is, I mean, both teams have struggled mightily in that league. I know Michigan State beat Illinois the other day and Maryland you know, had a nice win on the road, but most of the Rutgers is not alone in their struggles to win on the road in the, in the Big Ten. I mean, teams, there's teams that have just really struggled to win away from their building. And yeah, that tournament, I agree. I mean, look at the Big East. The Big East has five tournament locks right now. The only team that I think you can really say is on the bubble is Xavier. Maybe you want to stretch it and include Georgetown. But, you know, the Big East is going to be interesting because you have five top 25 teams, but, you know, it's there's really not a lot in play there when you're looking at the, you know, the NCAA tournament. The Big Ten, you know, those first few rounds, teams can play for their tournament lives um, when, when you think of Celestial Sunday. Zach, who's the team that right now does not have a tournament resume, would be on the outside looking in, and would have the best chance of doing what Oregon did last year in the Pac-12 tournament? Remember, Oregon peaked at the end of the year, got hot at the right time, probably needed to win that Pac-12 tournament, found a way to win it, and win it in dramatic fashion. Is there a team that you would look at and say, they can get hot, they can win a bunch of games, and they can maybe be a bid stealer coming out of one of the Power 5 conferences? Is there one team that comes to mind? I'm not sure if I would call Arizona State a bid stealer because they're on the bubble, but they're one team that I think has can you keep in trouble. They beat Arizona recently. They have a terrific point guard in Remy Martin. They, you know, they play really fast. They could be, you know, they have good size. I, I like Arizona State. I'm surprised they haven't had a better year. They are on the bubble, so I don't know if you, I, I don't know if I would go there. I think Notre Dame is definitely a team. I mean, they played really well lately. Um, I, 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 you know, they have, they have some good players. Temple Gibbs is terrific. Um, it's an interesting team when you look at that team. Uh, you know, so but the other thing is when you when you look at this bubble, you talk you talk, you mentioned the ACC. You have basically three lock NCAA teams. So the bubble is weak. There are teams that you might say in the past that's not a tournament team, but when it comes to election Sunday, we might hear their name called. ACC, I've never seen a league this bad. I mean, let's be honest, Doc. I've never seen the ACC in my life this bad where you have only three teams that are locks to make the NCAA tournament. And let's be honest, that could be a league this year where you have one of those teams in the middle of the pack. Now, the idea of beating Duke and Florida State and Louisville is going to be daunting because I don't think those teams are necessarily capable of doing so. But you may have one of those teams playing on Friday night only needing to win one or two games. Zach, if there's any team, you'd look at Notre Dame as the team that would have the best chance of making a run? You know, I, I think you could put a two to I, I think Syracuse is a team, too, with the way they shoot the ball. I mean, think about it, think about it this way. You have the three big teams. So two of those teams are going to be on one side of the bracket and one is on the other. What if that one team gets picked off early in the tournament? 
that completely opens up the other side of the bracket to where you could get a Syracuse or a Notre Dame in the championship game. I mean, the ACC, considering you only have three locks, the ACC could have a bid still. I don't think it's too crazy to think that. Okay, when it comes to the best team in the league right now, not the ACC, but of all college basketball, do we think that Kansas has been the team in what is this wide-open year of college basketball that all of a sudden now is starting to take the kick? Yeah, I still wouldn't put Kansas over Baylor. Baylor beat them at Kansas. Baylor's been terrific. Uh, I know Kansas has been really good. I think they have something like 14 quad one wins. They're going to be a one seed, probably in the Midwest. But I still I still don't know if it's fair to, to put them ahead of a team that, that beat them handily in their own building. Fair enough. And Baylor and Kansas could be two teams coming out of that Big 12 that find their way onto that one line. And I didn't get to this game with you, Zach, and I was watching it when I was down in Columbia. Thank heavens for ESPN Deportes and whatnot. Watching Duke in North Carolina. I thought that was a kitchen sink game for Carolina. Rivalry game at home. Return to Cole Anthony. And they had the game basically won. Obviously, the officiating got in the way, and it was terrible down the stretch. But my goodness, I can never for the life of me remember a North Carolina team this bad. I mean, North Carolina, they're well under 500. They got smoked last night by Wake Forest, for goodness sakes. And I thought with Cole Anthony coming back, they'd find a way to win a couple of these games. They shouldn't be this bad, though. I mean, uh, I'm not saying this is a loaded team. I'm not saying this is even a team that you could say their talent is commensurate or anywhere close to what North Carolina teams usually are. But this team should not be this bad. I know Cole Anthony this time, but they've lost plenty of bad games with them. You know, you, you have other good players on this team. Roy Williams has done a terrible job when he, you know, that when he came on the media base, he said, I've never coached a team with this little talent. I mean, basically telling your players you're not good. I, I mean, look, I'm not saying they're a tournament team, but this team should at least be a team that should be basically going to the NIT. There's, there's no reason this team should be where it is. Zach Braziller, outstanding college basketball columnist for the New York Post. Zach, before we get you out of here, the game that you have circled on your calendar for the weekend, I feel like I do this now as I look at these college games week after week after week. I like the idea of Michigan State going to Maryland this weekend. I want to see if Michigan State's going to turn a corner. They were the team that everybody was picking to win a national championship beginning of the year. They hit the skids in January into early February, but they get the big win at Illinois a few nights ago. I think that's the game to watch this weekend. That the one you're looking forward to the most? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Michigan State winning at Illinois could be a, a kind of a jumping-off point win for them. You know, it, we look, we see this way too often with Tom Izzo's team. They kind of slide a little bit in January, February. They start to slowly get it going. Then they're like a four- or five-seeded March, and then they find their way to the Final Four. If I'm a one-seed, I, I do not want to see them in, in the Sweet 16. I mean, Cassius Winston and all those guys. Israel's obviously a terrific coach. Maryland could be shaky. I, I, I can see Michigan State winning that game, no question about it. Uh, they're, they're definitely – I know they're not – they're out of the top 25 for now. They obviously, if they win this weekend, they would jump back into it, no question about it. They're a dangerous team. They're experienced. They're, they can be explosive offensively. You know, that's the thing about this year, though. Like, there's the, – the difference between the, you know, one and two seeds and the six seventies are going to be the margin. The margin is so much smaller to me than we're used to that you're going to see so many upsets. And, you know, 
if you look at the betting lines for these games once we get to the tournament, they're probably not going to be that wide. You know, a 3-6 is probably going to be a two-point spread. Now, when you look at the seeds, it might come down as a huge upset. But in reality, it won't. I, just, I think the first two weekends of this tournament are going to be terrific. I, I really do. I think it's wide open, which is a good thing and a bad thing, depending on uh, if you like to wage. I love it, Zach. And I guess before we get you out of here officially, am I going to go up to that Syracuse-Carolina game in two weekends and have actually something to root for? Am I as dead as a doornail and I should basically – Focus my attention on the ACC tournament and praying for a miracle. Um, I don't think you're dead, but I think you need something big to happen. You need to win. Uh, I mean, you have to at least split Louisville and, and, and Florida State. I think that's reasonable. I I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that's reasonable. And, of course, in 40-plus years of coaching, he's the the best player in the ACC in warm-ups before the start of the game, Zach. I mean, you can't make that stuff up. But like I said, I mean, you can really see a big deal in that ACC when you look at it, when you only have three – when you only really have three big-time teams, one gets knocked out, all of a sudden that side of the bracket's wide open. You know, it, look, I, I would not be surprised if Syracuse, another game, or NC State find their way to that championship game, and then whoever, then you never know. Zach, my friend, I hope that's the case in a couple of weeks when I'm out in Las Vegas. We will be spending a lot of time catching up, talking some college hoops over the next few weeks. Enjoy the rest of your evening, my friend, and we will do this again soon. All right, JJ, have a good one. All right, there you have it, Zach Brazil of the New York Post. It is going to be a fun, fun couple of weeks. Once you hit the end of conference playing into the conference tournaments, and yes, that trip to Vegas, as good as it gets, that Thursday, that Friday, that Saturday, making an annual tradition. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.